another episode of the Selling Greenville podcast. I'm your host, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina. And today we are going to be doing a special episode. I didn't originally plan to do this, but I was like, you know what? What the heck? We're going to do a special episode on the coronavirus, otherwise known as COVID-19. I guess that's how people are calling it. Um, but how the coronavirus is potentially going to affect the real estate market. This is a question that um, that I've been getting from some people, something that I've been thinking about. I've actually been following this virus for a while. I've been following it since it's been in China. Um, it looked like it was pretty bad over there. We had all this footage of Chinese government officials spraying down the interiors of, of buildings and I have friends over there in China that I was talking to, trying to get the inside scoop. They were quarantined in their house for what seemed like forever. Um, and so I've been thinking about this for a little while. And uh, now here we are. Spartanburg has its first confirmed case of the coronavirus. So it's coming. It is coming to Greenville. Um, I'm sad to say that uh, we have all these uh, events coming up here in the spring, Artisphere and Pretty soon there's going to be, uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day parades and whatnot. I'm scared that we're going to start seeing some of these events, some of these events start to get canceled due to people being concerned about the coronavirus and wanting to make sure they don't uh, contract this virus. But how is it going to affect the real estate market? I think that there is a very real possibility that it could, at least in the short term, have a major effect. In fact, we are already seeing it having a major effect. Believe it or not, the low interest rates, and I'm not going to get into all the specifics on, on why this is the case, but the mortgage interest rates right now are at historic lows. We have not seen mortgage interest rates this low in almost 10 years. And... This is directly related to the coronavirus. It's directly related to what the Federal Reserve is doing in response to fears of the coronavirus. We are seeing mortgage rates lower than, honestly, than we, than I ever have. Um, at least as, as long as I have been in this business. I have not seen rates this low. I didn't think we would ever see rates this low. When I, when I bought my first house, interest rates were almost double what they are right now for uh, for someone that has a really good credit score. And uh, it's just crazy. I mean, it you can get a 30-year conventional loan in the low 3% range. That's like almost free money. 3%, uh, I mean, like that is as close to zero as you can expect for someone to you know, just lend you several hundred thousand dollars. And so we're already seeing that impact. That And that's great for buyers. Um, it, it's been a uh, seller's market for a while. And it's been that way with interest rates being pretty low. But, but they're going even lower. And the question now is, is it going to stay a seller's market? This is the, the part of the virus um, and the impact that the virus that could have that we just aren't sure. We, we, this is what is, uh, is a real question. And, and 
let me just say, we might not even be at the bottom of interest rates. I mean, some of the things that I'm reading, we might see mortgage rates go even lower. I can't imagine that rates on a 30-year low uh, on a 30-year loan um, on a house could go down into the two percent range. But listen, uh, right now all bets are off for the next few months, and I think it's going to go down a little bit before it goes back up. It looks like the impacts from this virus will be probably uh, at least for a couple of months before things start shifting back. Now, I did read today um, in a newsletter from, uh, I believe it was Johns Hopkins, that almost all new cases that are being reported of the virus are outside of China. 99% of new cases are outside of China. Now, of course, there's a question of whether or not the Chinese government is reporting everything um, accurately, whether they're being completely honest. I have to assume for the sake of, of my sanity and for the sake of this podcast that people are being honest because honest, if, if I'm going to be honest, um, every government has reasons to fudge the numbers. So, you know, China might be fudging numbers, but so might the U.S., so might Italy. I mean, we have no idea who's fudging numbers um, if we base everything off of the assumption that all the governments are lying, then where are we going to end up? So I'm going to assume that everyone is being honest, that the numbers that are coming out are honest, and that China has seen the worst of it, that things are getting better. So that's good news. It was in China for a couple of months. Um, that's what U.S. officials here are assuming is that it's going to be it's going to really impact us for a couple of months, and then hopefully it'll start to get better. So that means a few different things, right? If this does impact the housing market beyond what it already has, it'll probably continue for a few months, and unless it plunges us into a broader recession then things will probably go back to normal. Mortgage rates will probably revert back to where they were, which you know they were they were kind of in the the high threes, low fours kind of area for for a while there. That's probably what we can expect to happen, you know, later on this summer is kind of what I'm expecting. Um, that said, there is certainly the possibility that. Uh, what's happening now could result in a broader recession. I mean, we're starting to see the coronavirus impact some other markets. Um, all over the news right now is that uh, the price of oil is going down. Well, listen, me as a consumer of oil rather than an investor of oil, I love that. That is great. We're about to see the price of gas go down. I mean, heck, we might see it go down into the the 180 170 range i mean maybe even lower than that now i am all for that um a big part of my job is is driving around as a realtor and when gas prices go down that's great um for for me personally now it negatively impacts a lot of other people and there are ripple effects of that so the the question is will the ripple effect result in a broader recession my personal opinion is that this is all going to kind of level off in the summer, that things are going to return back to normal. The, the fluctuations that we're seeing in the stock market, 
indicate to me that other people um, also believe the same thing, that, that as people are selling, there are other people out there buying because the people that are, are not selling believe that this is just a short-term type of correction. So um, I, I suspect that that's going to be the same with the housing market. But that said, we are entering one of the hotter, what is typically um, seasonally one of the hotter seasons of the housing market, the spring. And so what happens if we end up seeing kind of like a mini recession in the housing market, specifically during the spring, right when things typically start getting hot? Well, that could be very interesting. And here is how I see it potentially getting interesting. Um, what we could end up seeing, so it's, it's been a, a seller's market for a while, right? We, we measure that based on um, what we call inventory, um, which in, in the housing world, inventory simply means, well, it's just like inventory at a grocery store. You go to a grocery store and you say, wow, they have low inventory of bread. That means um, that they don't have very much bread on the, on the shelves. Well, in the housing market, if we have low inventory, that means there's not a lot of houses for sale. And there are all kinds of ways that that can be measured. Um, we tend to measure that by, in terms of, of the number of homes that are available on the market compared to the number of homes that are being sold by the number of months of inventory. In other words, if people keep buying houses at the rate that they're buying, how many months would it be if we had no more houses come on the market? How many months would it be until we sold out of houses? We typically think of a half year as kind of a fair, flat market, a half year's worth of inventory. So if you have six months of houses on the market, that's kind of neither a buyer's market nor is it a seller's market. It is a fair market. It's kind of in between uh, being a buyer's market and a seller's market. If you get less than six months, it's a seller's market. If you get more than six months, this is what we experienced you know, during what became known as the Great Recession. Um, you start getting nine months, 10 months. Well, now that's squarely a buyer's market. The, these are homes now that are sitting for almost a year. Um, that's a buyer's market. We have for quite some time here in the upstate, in Greenville, South Carolina, Spartanburg, um, surrounding areas, have been hovering around three and a half months of inventory for quite some time now. And that is squarely a seller's market. Now, there has been some indications that maybe that number might go to four, maybe five months. I mean, we don't know, but it, it hasn't happened as of yet. The Greenville Association of Realtors has published statistics um, that has made it seem like, like for instance, in uh, February, they published statistics that said that January went up to 3.9 months of inventory. But, uh, but last year, there were a few months that they reported inventory levels up in the high threes, or I believe even maybe the low fours, and then in future months, they corrected that number. So I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I, I feel like we need to wait 
um, to see when they publish February's numbers to see if they if they adjust January down from three point nine to a to a lower number. We I would expect it to be more like three and a half, uh, three and a half months, and then that would keep us where where we've been. But maybe the coronavirus causes people to um, to stop buying for some reason, and now the inventory levels go up, homes sit for longer than what they've been sitting for, and all of a sudden, we get this possibly temporary, possibly longer uh, period of time where it shifts from a complete seller's market to maybe only a little bit of a seller's market, maybe a, you know, kind of a flat market or a fair market, or, I mean, Possibly it could shift all the way to a buyer's market, at least for a few months. We we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Because here's the thing. What happens if realtors start getting this virus and they end up getting quarantined in their home for several weeks? And now realtors can't show homes for their buyer clients. Um, now I have, I'm, I'm on a team and, uh, and we have, we help each other out. So that if one person can't show a house, someone else on the team will show it for them, and and we do different things to um, to help each other out and and to to make sure that our clients are always taken care of. But most realtors don't have that. Most realtors actually, if they can't show a house to to their client, they just tell their client, "Hey, you're just going to have to wait until I'm available." Well, if that happened, like majorly across our market you're seeing potential major market slowdown in the real estate world. What if people, what if buyers are quarantined? What if buyers are maybe not even quarantined? Maybe they're just scared to, to get out of their house, to leave their house. I mean, we've got a lot of people around here in, in this Greenville area that are really scared of getting sick. Let me tell you, I've run into this, a lot of times where, you know, people, if if they hear that someone has the sniffles, they won't go by them. If they hear that a few people um, at church uh, have gotten sick lately, they'll just not attend, you know, worship services for several weeks just to ensure that they don't get whatever is going around. Well, this coronavirus may have a higher mortality rate than... Uh, than most of the other normal sicknesses that we all get, like flu and whatnot. And if that's the case, I could see people really freaking out and just saying, you know what, our little family, we're just going to stay here at home and, you know, we're going we're gonna to have our groceries delivered to, to our door so that we don't have to, to go to the grocery store, to Walmart or Publix or whatever it may be. We'll get a subscription to Shipt um, or, or, you know, who knows what other subscription services there are out there, and uh, and we're just got to stay home and just ride this thing out. Well, what if that happens and, and, you know, a huge percentage of the buyers that are out there stop looking at homes? Um, we could absolutely see a scenario in which homes start sitting for, for several months. And, and then the question is, do sellers start getting antsy? right? Do sellers start saying, well, okay, this is probably a temporary thing, so I'm just going to kind of ride this out. 
I could see some sellers deciding, you know, I'm just going to take my home off the market and just wait until things kind of self-correct, and then I'll, I'll put my home back on the market and we'll try again. I could see that happening. Um, I, I could see scenarios in which, you know, people list their home because they really need to move. Like they got uh, a job transferred them somewhere, and now all of a sudden they're not getting any showings. It's a home that should should be selling, should be getting showings, and they need to move. They need to, to sell this home. So now what are they going to do? Are they going to start dropping the price? Are they going to start getting more aggressive uh, with, you know, trying to make sure that, that the home can 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 sell, can move? Um, I think that, that that's a real possibility as well. There's, there's a lot of ripple effects that we could see from uh, from this coronavirus, and we're going into the spring. So so here's what typically happens in the Greenville area in the spring. Typically, we have a significantly larger amount of homes start to get listed in the spring, and particularly come April May, we start seeing a lot more homes come on the market. But then even more buyers come on the market than homes that come on the market. So, um, you know, our inventory levels in 2019, um, the lowest inventory levels were in uh, February and March of last year. But April and May were 3.3 months and 3.4 months, and then it jumped up in June. Actually, during the summer inventory levels seem to be a little bit higher, typically. I think that's because people are going on vacation and whatnot. They're traveling a little bit. They're not out there um, looking at homes as much. Um, well, that all could end up getting shifted. There's a real possibility that that, that we could see some of that getting, getting shifted so that the, the buyers in the spring end up becoming summer buyers and inventory ends up going a little bit up in the spring, shifting a little bit more in the buyer's direction, and then in the summer ends up that we have this this big sell-off. All these buyers coming into the market now, all of a sudden, uh, the um, the demand overwhelms the supply. Uh, we get a bunch of bidding wars, and things just go crazy. Now, I'm not suggesting that if you're looking to sell your house that you wait until the summer because we we don't know. I mean, listen. I've already said um, this virus could have a ripple effect of, of plunging us into a worse recession, uh, not just a, a little temporary downturn, but maybe something that's that's worse, that's more of a, you know, a longer thing, something that lasts a year, that lasts two years, whatever. We, we don't know. So my personal take is if you need to sell your home, go about the process like you normally would. Don't react to something that you can't control do what you can control which is to get your house ready to sell right and then get with your realtor go ahead and, and list the house do all the calculations look at the comps look at the homes that are for sale in the area do all the things that you normally would to go ahead and, and sell the house um but there's a possibility 
that we could see the market really shift in terms of the seasonality of it. That the that the normal seasonality that we see going into the spring, um, normally it um, it ends up really the the springtime. Even though more people sell, even more people buy, um, we could end up in a scenario in which more people are selling, but not as many people are buying. And if that happened, um, it would be kind of crazy. Now um, <clears throat> you might be thinking, well. Um, Man, are are we at risk for for something like what happened in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where we went into the Great Recession? Um, you know, I know I, I entered the job the job uh, force in two thousand eight. That was when I graduated college. Great time to graduate college, let me tell you. Um, the company that I joined right out of college was they thought they were expanding, and uh, within the first few months that I was there, they'd already laid off forty percent. Uh, of the company, I, I happened to to manage to stay with them because I took the night shift. Um, they needed someone to work nights, and uh, and so I volunteered to do that in order to keep my job. But um, are we at risk for for 2008 coming back? And for those of you that that made it through that, the housing market was really really bad. I mean, it was, and by bad we mean it was a major buyer's market. Like there's a there's a point at which it's not a bad thing uh, for it to be somewhat of a buyer's market, but if it's too much of a buyer's market, that's really bad, right? Because that means that sellers aren't selling their home, and what ends up happening when sellers don't sell their homes um, is a lot of them won't even list their homes. You know, people that would potentially be considering moving if they're like, well, my home hasn't gone up in value or it's lost value. They won't even list their home. And so then we, we have the homes that are on the market tend to not be good homes. They're homes that nobody wants, and they're just languishing on the market. And that was how I ended up buying my first home. It was my, my wife and I, uh, we were having a hard time finding a home during the recession. It was, it was not uh, an ideal time to, to buy. And... Um, we had tried to purchase a few homes. Believe it or not, there were still multiple offer type of situations happening. Why? Because when the good home would finally come on the market for the right price, there was a, there was pent up demand. And so then we found ourselves, I think we put in offers on like 10 or 11 different homes and got outbid on all of them. This is during the recession. Um, and what ended up happening is that there was a home that was it was in an area that we really liked and it was just it was on HUD it was being sold by HUD and um, it has just been sitting there you know that they started the price at like 150 and then you know they had dropped the price to 130 and my wife and I we looked at it and we're just like man this needs a lot of work we, we don't want a, a project like this but I mean nothing else is working out I, I guess you know, given the location, if we could just get this like really cheap and then do our own work to it, that would be fine. So we just we put in an offer for eighty thousand, and with the with seller with with the government HUD HUD was the seller, uh, paying I, I think three percent, uh, twenty four hundred in closing costs, and lo and behold, they accepted it. It was listed at one thirty, and they accepted an offer for eighty. Um, 
less 2400 in in closing costs and uh and that ended up being our first home and and so that that was a very weird market to to buy or to sell in um are we at risk for that uh i don't think we're quite at that type of a risk obviously i, I don't want to eat crow here if uh we do plunge into a really bad recession but Part of what made that recession so bad for the housing market was that it was directly tied to the housing market. They were all, again, I'm no expert in this and I'm not going to get into the weeds, but it was connected to mortgage-backed securities and all all kinds of things like that that were directly tied to homes. So there was kind of like a cyclical um, effect as homes started losing value, then people started foreclosing and... Um, and it kind of, uh, the, the recession kind of fed itself in terms of, uh, in, in terms of homes losing value and then people not being able to afford them and then foreclosures happening and, and then the housing market ended up going down and it, and it just kept feeding and feeding and feeding on itself. Um, at, at the moment, I'm not immensely concerned about the coronavirus somehow causing that direct of an impact to the housing market, to real estate. Certainly it could happen, and and we have no idea, you know, that our economy now is so complex, there's, there's a gazillion things that, that could happen as a result of, of this, but um, I, I don't think that it, even in the worst case scenario, that it will end up being as bad for real estate as what we saw in in 2008, 2009, um, 2010. You know, it really, it continued on until uh, really 2011. Then we started locally here in South Carolina, started to see things really start picking back up in 2012. Um, so I, I personally am, am not concerned about that. I am personally operating under the assumption that we will see a little bit of a slowdown, but that we will see a recovery um, in two to three months. And so I think that that is a realistic way to approach it. Um, I I think that that is the non-alarmist way to approach it. And if you're a buyer right now, man, listen, you need to take advantage of the fact that we are in, we have a unique window here where mortgage rates are really low. Like you can buy a house, a $200,000 house now for less than what you'll buy a $200,000 house, $200,000 house for in six months. Why? Because your interest rate right now is lower than it'll probably be in six months. So literally your monthly payment on the same house at the same price will be less. Um, so if you're a buyer right now, get out there. If you're thinking about buying, get out there and start looking at houses. Like now is the time to buy. Now, if you're a seller, um, here's what I would say to you. I've already alluded to this, but but you still need to proceed under the assumption that you're going to sell. If you list your house and immediately the upstate just goes under quarantine um, you don't need to freak out. And here's why. 
everyone is going to be experiencing the same thing. And, and so here's what usually happens, right? Um, when a home sits on the market for a while, that really hurts the value of the home because people are seeing that it's sitting on the market and they're saying, well, they're probably going to accept a, a, a lower price because obviously it's sitting on the market. It's overpriced. It's just sitting on the market. It's languishing. And so then you start getting the people that come in that try to lowball you and try to try to get the price down. Um, if we had a scenario in which everyone or, or a large percentage of the people in our area were basically quarantined and we had like a month or two where just nobody is looking at or buying houses, then the entire market is experiencing that and everyone knows that it's probably going to rebound. Just keep your home your, your home out there. Um, don't don't pull it from the market. Um, those buyers that are out there are going to be probably very serious buyers. So you you don't want to miss out on one of them. But um, I would not be concerned that your your home is losing value by staying out there because everyone is going to be in the same boat. We're all going to have listings that are just kind of sitting out there that aren't selling and if if you're not in a desperate situation then let your listing agent know that tell your listing agent hey listen i'm not in a desperate situation here um let's ride this out and let's see if the economy rebounds and then when the economy rebounds everyone should see uh, should see an impact from that. And like I said, if the economy rebounds, here's what's likely to happen. So let's say that you and a bunch of other people list their homes like normal here in the next few weeks. And then almost right away, the market collapses due to coronavirus fears. And so um, homes basically stop selling. Like, at least in the capacity that they that they were. People that were thinking about listing their homes, a lot of them aren't going to take the advice that I'm giving on this show. They will say, well, hold on. I'm going to wait and see how this plays out first because I don't want to take the risk of listing my home and then, and then my home not selling. So then we're going to see, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to see all of a sudden a lot fewer homes coming on the market because a lot fewer homes are being bought. What happens when the economy does rebound? All of a sudden, a bunch of buyers are going to flood the market. And the homes that are out there, odds are, will not be enough. There will not be enough inventory. There will not be enough supply to support the demand of all of those buyers flooding the market at once. And so those homes that have been on the market for a while, they're going to be the first ones to get snatched up. And then all of a sudden, you're going to see an influx of all those sellers hitting the market and trying to sell their house um, just, you know, all at once. And those that waited and that list their house um, after the market has already rebounded, they 
that strategy might work, but there's a risk to it. There's a risk to it that they are going to list their house at the same time as a bunch of other people, and then they will end up with their house languishing on the market. So I always think about this from the standpoint of what would I do, right? If I were a seller right now, and of course I'm always buying and selling homes just as part of, of um, the real estate investments that I do. I don't have any that right at this moment I'm trying to sell, uh, but there there's probably going to be a, a few transactions I do here in the next uh, in the next few months. Listen, I'm I am ignoring this coronavirus from the standpoint of of whether I decide to buy or sell. I I am operating under the assumption, for my own personal purposes, that it will not have a long term effect. And I I mean. Like I said, it may have a long-term effect, and um, if you're in a situation where you're just kind of like, eh, I might want to buy, I might want to sell, I'm not really sure, um, maybe it's best, if, if you kind of have that wishy-washy perspective, maybe it's best that you wait and just kind of see how it all plays out. But for the average buyer or seller who is really ready to take that next step, to list their house, to start to start looking at houses, um, I think you should move forward. Understand that anything that happens in the market, it's not just happening to you, it's happening to everyone. And everyone is going to realize that. And people aren't going to be, in my opinion, um, deducting value from homes that sit on the market simply because we had a really unusual pandemic that that hit us, that caused for, uh, for a few weeks of the real estate market to, to, to shut down. And what if it is a longer term recession? I mean, again, if you need to sell, you need to sell regardless of what the economy is doing. So there's no point in, in trying to, to wait and time the market just right. If it's going to be a longer term recession, you're still going to have to deal with that. And you're still not going to know exactly when the economy is going to rebound. And sometimes it looks like the economy is rebounding and it doesn't. You know, sometimes all of a sudden uh, the stock market has a really good day. And then the next day it looks like it's going to completely collapse. Um, it's not a good idea to try, generally speaking, to try to time the market when you're buying or selling. Um, there are, even though it's a seller's market right now, there are good opportunities to be found as a buyer. Just because it's a seller's market, I'm not going to wait until it flips back to being a buyer's market again before I ever buy another home. That would be silly. And I think we need to take the same approach when it comes to something uh, like a pandemic, like a, uh, a, a potential disrupting force like the coronavirus, COVID-19, or whatever it is that, that you want to call it. Um, and uh, what I hope is that it doesn't really disrupt our market. But I think it's good to assume that it will impact us, at least in a small way. And, uh, and if it does, you will be ready now, because you have listened to this podcast, and you will be in a position where you can take full advantage of the market fluctuations and take full advantage of the record low interest rates and do what you need to do to buy and sell the properties 
that you need to buy and sell. Uh, and that's it. That's all I have for you today. So I hope that that's helpful. And I hope that you don't get the coronavirus because I've heard that it's it's not fun. You know, you're just coughing a lot. And uh, and I don't wish that on, on anyone. So stay healthy. Stay in the market. If you need someone to help you as a buyer's agent, as a listing agent in the Greenville, Spartanburg, um, even Anderson or, or, or Pickens uh, County areas, I'm your guy. You can find my contact information in the show notes. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about your real estate needs. Uh, but in the meantime, hope you guys have a good one. Like I said, stay healthy.